0: Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm, why I'm bothering you here today. For I'm, I've been around the record business for uh, the last thirty years. I've been president of labels and things like that. I'm head of Capitol Records now. But I wanted to do a book. I wanted to talk to people in the music business. Mm-hmm. So my book it's just. Some stories. I've talked to 210 people from uh-huh. Hampton, yeah. Woody Herman, Artie mm-hmm. Shaw, yeah. uh, through today. And it's it's impossible to do it without... Artie Woody Shaw?
1: Man. Where the shit did you catch up with him I, at? He,
0: and I think he's still talking. Do you know how that man talks? Oh, God almighty. He lives out in the valley. He lives way out in the valley.
1: I love him so much, man.
0: He is so smart. He is so
1: interesting. You'll never know. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I mean, you'll never know... I almost cried literally tears when I when I think of what a loss it was that he stopped playing me. I'm, I, I know you think I'm kind of putting you on, but I'm Hold deadly on, I, serious. I, I would not say this if I didn't mean it. I'm too old for you, I'd be 57 years old this year. And I'm telling you the truth. Ever since I was a kid, he was the guy that, that, that I, I mean, I loved so much, which caused me to start playing saxophone, or clarinet, well actually I started playing clarinet because I wanted to play like all this shit. I always, and everybody was excited about Benny Goodman, which is not to say Benny Goodman wasn't great, but Artie Shaw, to me, had so much feeling in his notes. Every note, you could feel his heart. And I just, I just, I I have to tell you, man, I, I, I don't know, and it's none of my concern, and I realize that, but I'll tell you something. It's, it's like a person dying, at least if he was dead, you, you can say, well, he. if you're dead, you can't do. But what hurts me is that it looked like just one day he just woke up and just said, fuck it. He
0: had his own... Uh, I mean, that's, that's it. it. That's it. He really did. He said, I can't stand playing the same thing every day, and they won't let me try anything different. But, uh, Ray, I asked him, how good were you? He said, there were nights I was the best there ever was.
1: It's true. You want to know something? And, and you know, that might, just to some people, they may not can relate to that. But I I honestly believe that about this man. I think that there were nights nice when he was as good as he wanted to be, period, point blank. I think he could do anything with that horn that he thought of. Although, I don't, now here's what I don't understand. I mean, I know you didn't come in to talk to me about Artie Shaw, but since uh, I just want to ask you one question about it, though, and maybe you could help me with it, because it's been a minute. He s- said to you that, that they would not let him, you know, I got tired of doing the same thing on, they wouldn't let me. Who was they?
0: The audience. He said he tried to change some notes and begin the game. He tried to play frenzy a different way. And the audience and the radio stations they used to broadcast on then wouldn't let him change it. They said, play it just like the record. I said, but everybody does that, man. <laughs> you know, they all go. it play. Just, I couldn't stand it.
1: No, but he's right. I, I don't, you know what, but, see, I can't quite relate because, you know, I know what the man is saying, but, you know, but I don't sing Georgia like the record. I don't sing I Can't Stop Loving You like the, I sing I Can't Stop Loving You, true. I sing Georgia, true. I sing Hit the Road Jack, true. I sing what I say, true. But I don't, you know what I mean is, I each night I sing it the way I feel that night. Ain't no way in the fuck I can sing, Georgia, the same way I played on the date because I, I, I'd have to go and study myself and learn. I mean, it really would be a chore. To, it would be like going and trying to learn what you, what somebody. I'd have to completely learn. That's why I can't lip sync. I mean, it's the hardest thing in the world for me to do is when somebody say, well, now, we want you to pantomize this. Now, you just go and act like you. Well, see, my lips are good, because I can't remember. I, I have to... Anyhow, man, okay, I'll let you go on with your question. But that that just hurt me so much. I mean, I've I've always been in my life. You know, I'll tell you something. One of the things I said that I I would like to do one day is to sit down and write a book about things that I totally, absolutely cannot understand. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> because I think I have enough to fill a book, and one of them is, is Artie Shaw. He's a man that was one of the greatest people, musicians, I feel, with a clarinet ever lived. And I agree with him. I think on any given night, he was the greatest. And he ain't lying. He's truthful. I, it takes guts to come out and say it, but he's right. Did, did you you see? No. Never met it. Don't him. Don't know. Oh, I would. Are you what kidding? I
0: set up? I work out with I said, I'd, I'd give, give anything. You and Artie Shaw and I sit down. Anything. And I, you two talk. I'll just put you two together.
1: I'd give anything in the world to meet this man. I mean, why? Because as a child, I'm serious. As a chi- When I listened to Artie Shaw as a child, you know, I loved him then, including his theme song. You know how that old theme, the mm-hmm. doom, doom. Oh, oh, oh. It was so haunting, you know. That's right. I'm, you know, as a child, I, I, so you know. I mean, I go way back. He was the guy that when I went to school and they, I couldn't get into piano class because there was too many people playing piano. So I took clarinet. Why? Because Artie Shaw played it. You know? yeah. And That's the God's truth. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Well, a, that's a project. <laughs> Ray, okay. Well, one and of these days, know. if I ever get a chance to meet him, you know, I had two people in my life that I wanted to meet. Thank God I was able to meet one of them before he died. And then the other one was Art was, Tatum, was, was, but he's dead now. But I did get to meet him before he died. Yeah, come in. Oh, I'm going to set up a meeting with
0: Charles and Shaw. He's was Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Blair. I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nat Cole. Nat Cole was the guy that I wanted to pattern my life after my career. Why? Because I wanted to do what Nat Cole did. See, a lot of people may not realize, but Nat Cole was was a tremendous pianist. I mean, people know him for his singing. You know, his voice is so mellow and all this other thing, which I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not belittling that. I mean, I don't want to make small of that. But what what attracted me most to Nat Cole was what he did with the piano. You know, I was. There's another person, as I was saying to you, that I was listening to. Uh, you know, when I was a youngster, you know, eight years old, nine years old. You know, when he was doing the, you know, uh, uh, what's that, the, the, the straighten up, the fly right. But even before that, you know, well, well, six, six came much later. I'm talking about in the earlier years where, uh, all, waiting all for you and oh, he did some all kinds of stuff where. Mainly even, well, I got had some records of him where, where all three guys were singing, you know, and that, and that was, it was really a Oh, yeah, it was really a trio. He, he just, you know, after a while, they used to basically do a lot of things together, and that and would sing like the middle or something like that, and after a while. But anyhow, he was the man that I, I really, I felt that, you know, I wanted to, because he played this tasty stuff behind his singing. And that's what I wanted to do. He was my idol, and, uh, Nat Cole. And, uh, of course, Charles Brown was another person who was and I was very influential because he had a voice that, that I liked. So those two people, I think, uh, were were very strong. And, of course, again, I had some other people who... I, see, I loved so many people. It depended on what kind of mood I was in. I guess I'm still that way today. You know, I was a great lover of people like Tampa Red and and uh, Blind Boy Phillips and and uh, these old blues singers, you know. I remember B- uh, Big Joe Turner did this thing with, with Art Tater many, many years ago, We Baby Blues. And I was just a kid, so eight years old. And I used to sit and hear that, man. Oh, God, it just knocked me out. You see, yeah. See, so I guess with, with, with me it was... Many people, but I think the ones who were directly influ- influential, influential, as far as the, in my career, was was uh, Nat Cole and uh, and, and uh, Charles Brown and Art Tatum, as I mentioned earlier to me. I mean, I just, I, I just, he was just to me. I looked at it as, as God of us all. You know, I mean, I mean, who was going to you know, I, I never thought of myself as being that kind of piano player because I, I never could understand how anybody could do that. Did you know you he kn- was playing? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, because was, was, I didn't, you know. I yes. I saw a picture yeah. of him, him down Yeah, but I
1: think he, he could see a little bit, though. Yeah, but I don't think he thing. was. But he, you know, I just could not believe that anybody could take ten fingers. <laughs> so I tell him to do some some stuff with his left hand. I mean, just, you know, while he just playing with his left hand, boom. Incredible, so you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. That's just some. you know, how you have somebody that you don't even, you know, you just say, Hey, it you know, it does let me know what can happen with a piano, but it's so far out of my reach, out of my ram. I'm not, I just like to, li-. this is something you just listen to, you don't try to think this way, you know. So, that's that, you know, I, our Tatum was God to me, but but Cole. Nat Cole and Charles Brown were people who I, I tried to emulate and imitate. Well, later on, when, when you developed
0: this, this great mixture of style that came around in the 50s, were, were there any people like Guitar Slim you had something going with, or, or you played with Lowell Folsom? Did those guys have any impact
1: on you as no. you, an at all? No, no. Absolutely not. No, they, that you see by, the, no, 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 no. I'm, I told you the people that had the influence on yeah. me. I, I was on later <laughs> on when you... No. Like, no, because you see, by then, I mean, I, I, I was—I mean, I'm not bragging, but I was very, very much an advanced musician by then. I mean, by the time I, I met Lowell and Guitar Slim, I mean, I—I I wrote the music for Guitar Slim to do his song. If you, I don't know if you know that. No, did He did a record called "The Things I Used to Do." That was yeah. his big hit. Well, I wrote the music for that. See, so you learned something, didn't you?
0: Well, you—I <laughs> sure did. Well, I expect to learn Well, you have been, you know, such an influence on so many others—James uh, Brown, or Sam Cooke, or Wilson pickett Ready? Is that a load for you to be considered this uh, legendary genius? Is that a hard uh, responsibility?
1: No, no, no. Because uh, I personally think it's great. I think it's wonderful that uh, you have people in the world. That admire what you do so well that they don't copy you, but they take a page from your book. I think that's great. I think it's marvelous, and um, but I don't, I don't look at it as a responsibility or something. It's kind of like somebody asked me one time how I feel about being called a genius. Do I feel I have to live up to something? I mean, it ain't that kind of ball game. I, you know. I feel that whatever people say about me or call me or, or, or what—I mean, that's them. That ain't me. You know, I don't get hung up with that. But, but I—I I am. I mean, let's face it. You know what they say? They, They—they—they they say the the highest uh, the highest compliment is uh, is uh, I mean, the highest flattery is imitation. You know.
0: And, and you don't feel any special responsibility.
1: Uh, no responsibility to what or to who. I mean that's, that's what I mean. I'm not trying to be cute, but no, it's still pressure. I mean, do you
0: gotta you gotta always be out there as some kind of figure sometimes? No,
1: no. All I all I do, you see, no, but you see, I didn't create the figure. I know. You see, so I don't have to do. I'm, I didn't create that. I just do what I do, and as long as God keeps breath in my body, I'll continue to do what I do. Now I you know I mean all the little adjectives and different things that people have put on me and things have said it, but. I, you know, I I had nothing to do with that. You know, it's, uh, I I never said I was a genius. I've never co- told nobody that. I never said I was a cornerstone. I've never said I'm a legend in my own time. You never heard me say nothing like that. I, you know, other people have said that, but never me. You know, so no. What I what I want to do is is if if God willing is to continue to have good health, number one, and and play my music and sing my songs like 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 I've been doing, and hope that uh, uh, the public will continue to appreciate it. And the musicians, uh, uh, the people who know what I'm doing, uh, obviously I'm very uh, uh, satisfied and I'm I'm very uh, uh, thankful that they also recognize uh, uh, what I'm doing. But I'm not uh, in the business to try to hold up some kind of You know, uh, some some kind of uh, a picture that somebody has painted of me, and I and all of a sudden I got to live up to what I got to live up to is being myself. If if I do that, the rest will take care of itself.
0: You think you intimidate anybody when you go
1: in the studio and here they, here is this uh, man walking? Through? Yeah, I do. I do. I I I I don't think I know. I do, and, and I. But then I think that most great artists who 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 are. Extremely known as I am would intimidate a lot of people. I think if if Aretha Franklin walks in the studio, and, or 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 Barbra Streisand, or Frank Sinatra, or, or I think they would intimidate a whole lot of people. Yeah. I, in other words, the people who are, who are boss in this business, I think. I, well, I and I'm not trying to say, call myself a boss, but I'm saying the people, meaning that who who have a very very strong reputation. Uh, just like a great conductor when he walks into a room, you know, uh, and the musicians, he can walk in and you can, you can hear a pin drop, you know, when he gets to the stand, you know. So it's, sure, I, 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 I do realize that. I don't want to do that to people, but I, so but, know, but I know I do, yes. It's, uh... Matter of fact, I'm glad, since you mentioned that, that's one of the things what I do when I'm having rehearsal, and there are new guys who come in to try for the job, I always let my, my uh, conductor re- rehearse it because I don't want the guy to, to, you know, get bent out of shape because I walk in. I always stay out of the rehearsal room, you know, when they first come in. Yeah. Then once they've had a chance to, to play a little bit, then I walk in, but I, I know Because I've seen guys fall apart, man. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But well, when you look
0: at you, or you look at Frank Sinatra, you're not looking even what you're doing up on stage as much as you're looking at, at the history. of Yeah, all yeah. The I think
1: that's what it is. I, I think you just said it. That, that's. I think that's quite right. And of course, it, but that's. You know, that's. That's why I say I can understand that, and I, and I can appreciate that because I know how I would feel. Like I was saying, you know, the story about our of show. I mean, I feel the same way as people would feel about me. I mean, to me. To me, he, he you know, he, he's he's something else. I mean, he—I don't know what you would call a person like Artishaw. I mean, you know, he—he's he's talking about something special. You know, well, that's the way I look at him, and so I can understand how people feel when they when they come, you know, when they get around me, they look at me as something special, and I'm 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 gratified by that. I I I must tell you, and I'm not being uh, 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 modest. Uh, although I'm very gratified with that, but I have, to, I, I have to be honest with you, I'm still not quite used to it. I still, I'm still, i still sort of at, at awe when I go places in the world where they speak very little English and yet they know me on sight. They know my music. I, you know, I, I, I really marvel at that. I, I, I still can't quite grasp that. But isn't it wonderful? still gives you a kick. Huh? Yes, indeed. It still gives me a kick. And does it
0: always give you a kick when you hear that audience reaction out there?
1: Still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Otherwise you wouldn't go out and play right? Yeah. Well, you know, i I tell you something. I've always loved it. And I think probably that's probably one of the reasons why I've never been honest an at And And they say that I'm kind of weird. You know, people say I'm kind of weird because I'm, you know, normally when you go out in front of an audience, you know, especially in certain places, you're supposed to have a bit of nervousness about you, you know. And I've never had that, I guess, because I never had sense enough uh, <laughs> to do. I was so happy. I remember the first time I went to Carnegie Hall, and normally you would think that you'd be scared stiff. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to be, at least according to what everybody. Wherein for me, as opposed to being scared, I couldn't, I was so glad and so, something I always wanted, all my, if I could, if, if I ever got to, you ever have something in your mind and you say, Oh Lord, this is the ultimate of my goal. This is the greatest things I've been with. I couldn't wait to get out on stage to do so. I never was. Ne- I was so happy to be able to to play Carnegie Hall and be there. I was so excited that I was there. I guess I didn't take time to say, "Look, fool, you better get nervous about this first." <laughs> Have you ever uh, been at any other kind of day where you've been in awe? I mean, you're going to play for a president, they're going to play for a... Oh, yeah, but you know, as, as, as I said, I, I've been in awe of the people, but never nervous about my work. I mean, I, I, I don't know, I don't know if that's being egotistical or not, but I think what it is, it's not that I'm so sure of myself, it's just that the enjoyment of doing what I do. See, I, I wanna go out on because I love the fact of playing my music and knowing that I'm making people happy. I don't know why that is, you know, as opposed to to having the fear of wondering, "Oh my God, I wonder if they're gonna like me." Oh my, I, I don't. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be concerned about that, but I don't think that way. I I think that what I wonder about is if I gonna like it. <laughs> I got to be, all I wanted, I was more happy. What really made me happy was the way the jobs came in. See, I wasn't even thinking about, the, I mean, the record, of course, was a source. I mean, I don't want to act mislead you and make you misunderstand me, but but um, for my personal feeling, what, what I was happy about was that, we were getting more jobs than we were. See, before we were working sporadically. You know, every now and then they work one. Now, all of a sudden that I got, we were working a lot, and that's what was important. That's what I cared about, man. All of a sudden, I'm going around and these crowds of people and I'm playing my music. Again, it's the music. That, that was a thing for me, man. And and. and it, it has always been that, and I guess it'll be that until I die, man. It's 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 the music and the public between me and the public. And when I when we got, um, of course, I had had you know records uh, out that had done well in the and uh, uh, well not on the mess around, but you see, you must remember I had records uh, that was what people call race music or whatever. I mean, this. Uh, when I did things with, with uh, in 1949, I did, it was a very big record because Baby Let Me Hold Your Hand, but that was only in the black community. It didn't cross over. So you had a lot of music, man, that black artists did. I'm sure you did research. You're doing research on your book. Yeah. You know this, so I'm not yeah. telling you nothing. Matter of fact, even in the 50s, the records that were big in the black uh uh community then white artists would cover it so it would become big in the white field i mean you know it's true Shit, N- nothing personal i mean i'm just telling you how was <laughs> that's right pat Boone. well, well said, you know it was pat Boone, but he wasn't alone now you had a lot of you had, uh, you had pat Boone. he was just one of the people that did it you know yeah you a lot of you had a lot of people you know speaking
0: of the music when you started the mix Blues
1: and gospel and all that. Too. Did you get much heat from from the black church at all? Well, I didn't. the 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 that uh, that the, 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 was some there was some some people and uh, from some of the churches who who made statements that reached the news media, but it didn't bother me. It was, I, I mean, I, it, I heard about it when, when somebody who's doing an interview, and they come in and they say, But well, what do you think about Reverend so-and-so-and-so-and-so saying you, da-da-da? And say, well, I said, well, I can't think anything because I don't know the man. I mean, I cannot give it? Just, <laughs> Everybody have a right man. The first thing you learn is you let, this, this is America. I don't give a damn what anybody tell This is America, and I love it. So if somebody don't like something I do, that's." His or her prerogative, just like it's mine not to like some. So I did get a little bit. That was a little bit of static from what from what the news media asked me about, because you know, they asked me about a different, a couple of different uh, religious people who had spoken out and saying that I was doing religious meetings, which was not, not, but I mean they, they totally misunderstood. All I was doing was being myself and it's true I was raised in a church but I mean I mean I, I can't help what I sound like. What I sound like is what I am, you know. I cannot be anything other than what I am and fortunately for me I knew that at the time although I was only about 24 or 25 years old but I had since enough to know that see my mom taught me a lot man a lot about minding your own business and leaving other people's business alone and let them think what they want and don't get. So at least that was my attitude when the media was asked me what I thought of those things. I said, well, hey, that man is, a you know, he's, first of all, I don't know the man. That's number one. Now, so what can I tell you about? Here's a guy, you know, voice and opinion. Yet on the other hand, I, I can look out here at these crowds of people I'm seeing every night. Somebody must like what I'm doing. That was just common sense. So I didn't figure I had to low rate what the man was saying or be mad and all that. See, you, you look at what's happening in your life. The public has supported me, man. Do you know that? The public has supported me from the time. I, I mean, even when I was a youngster I was not V in those days. Nobody knew of me. But my music, the public supported me even when I was nobody. And they still do it today. And they have supported me even through all the trials and tribulations and suffering and stuff. I've went through hassles and shit I had. But they still stuck by me. And that's why I believe in giving the public the best I got every night. All I got. So when you see me on stage, man, I mean, that's. What you see is everything I got. I never go out there and half do I don't care how big the, the audience is. If, if we got 500 or 5,000, I work the same way because I want those 500 to go back and say, man, it wasn't too many of us there. But boy, they put on a hell of a show. Back you with see? The, back with the music again. After uh, a little girl of mine,
0: over the view the there were a, group of, a bunch of years where you were all over the place doing jazz at Newport, doing ballads with strings, some of those strings. So how This had to be the most fertile period. I, I can't recall another artist who could spread over so many things. What was going on back there
1: with you? I was lucky. I was lucky in the sense that I was with a, a, a real good company. I was with Atlantic at the time, the spirit you're talking about. And the guys there... I I have to say they were they were very smart in the sense that they saw something and they didn't interfere. You know, it takes a smart person to know when when not to interfere even though you have the power to do it. It takes a smart person to say, "Hey, I think things are better if I just keep my nose out of it." But Atlantic did exactly what I'm telling what they did they let me do the music and they did the marketing and, which was smart because when I would go in and oh I'd call Jerry up or I and say hey man i I'm re-. they say okay whenever you want to come in come on in and record this, Honestly, it this sounds crazy but it's where it was now. they would send me songs they never ever told me I had to do rec- I had to record no song now of course they're a record company naturally they get uh, songs sent in from pu- different publishing companies and all that's understandable but they never ever said hey man now this song here we want you, you you do this never that's why I wrote a lot of music in my early years because they would send me songs and I didn't I didn't like them so I knew I had to record, so I'd sit down and write my own music. It just turned out that I was lucky.
0: Now, is there something you want to do that hasn't been done in, in this incredible career?
1: Well, you know, sir, it would really be marvelous if there were. But you see, if the Supreme Being is willing to give me each day my health, and allow me to, I I, uh, uh, I can't teach because I don't have the I don't have the I don't have the patience to teach. But to coach, you know, a, a coach can take a talent that that has talent, but it's raw. You know, he can horn the edges of it. You know, like a good baseball coach, a good pitcher coach. I'd like to take uh, in music. You can take youngsters coming along and help them, you know, and teach them and show them the ropes and explain to them what they should do and and even the psychological uh, uh, points about how to be and how to conduct yourself when you're working with people, little things that I might could... I'd like to do that, but I don't have any personal rivers to cross or any personal mountains to climb for myself because, as I said, I... I have I have won every kind of award that you could possibly want to win could win in my profession. I mean, there is there is nothing in my profession that I haven't won. You know, I mean, really, I mean, I, it, you name it, I got it. So, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that one needs to uh, want to go. I think what's important now is to. To continue to perform at your best, and to contrib- uh, contribute something back to the world—in other words, put some salt back into the earth—you know—and that's what we try to do. That's that. That's why now I'm involved in uh, in ear research. As I know, you'd think I'd be involved in eye research, but it's not. It's not so. I'm in ear research because I I I have so much respect for hearing, and I don't know what would happen to me if I couldn't hear. And I think it is. It is. Really helpful because had it not been for hearing I don't know where I, w- I would be not only for myself as a person but where would my music be who you know if the people couldn't hear it and, and enjoy it so uh, I would just like to be able to promote that uh, my my and and hopefully that we're we are able to to learn things about uh, hearing disorders and be able to to help people who who are